Hey guys, welcome in. It's Brad with College Sports Cast, and we are here to do our game day pickle. Sportscast. I have John Hammonds on with me tonight. What's up, John? And I also have Taylor Bell with me tonight. Taylor's from Hopeless Sports Mantic Podcast. What's up, Taylor? How you guys doing? Doing good, man. We are here to do our game day pickums, where we pick about ten or twelve games uh, for the week and we also got a couple of special things for you at the end but first i do want to say that we are presented by the fanboys we are featured on let's talk sports sideline sports the real fresh channel and we are on wsbn tv channel 30 you can find us on boxcast on your roku apple or fire tv Look up World Sports Broadcasting Network on your on the BoxCast app. And you can find us once you find them on our on channel 30. And I also have our sponsors listed there that's scrolling through the whole show. True Victory to Fanboys 15% discount and Amazon link. All right, guys. So I'm excited. We got a game going on right now. We're all kind of paying attention to and watching Utah and Florida is playing right now. And we're all kind of excited about that. Give you a little tidbit. Taylor here is a Georgia fan. So you can imagine where he's, where his royalties lie in this game. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He, he he does some Georgia Georgia show. Yep. Yeah, yeah. If you if, if you've ever heard me on the radio, you know my feelings about uh, the Florida Gators. So. Yeah, he does a radio show. What's your What's your radio show called again? Oh, the radio show uh, I do I call into on Saturday mornings. It's called the Southern Gentleman Sports Show. We talk primarily college football, eight to twelve Central every Saturday morning, and uh, there's plenty of guys. I'm the Georgia guy. It's out there's, of Destin. Yeah, yes, sir. Is it out, out of Destin? Destin? So we got. There's That's Penn State guys, yeah, plenty of SEC fandoms. We got a Pac-12 Dave, one of my buddies there as well. Irish Mad Bill. Dog. Yeah, a lot of those guys. Yeah. So definitely, yeah. definitely tune in. You can find it on WeAreSportsRadio.com. Yeah, it's a cool show. They got about four or five really cool guys on there talking sports for four hours on Saturday morning. So it's before kickoff on a lot of these games on Saturday morning. So y'all check it out. All right. 
we'll dive into our picks. Our first one we're going to talk about tonight, guys, is a Friday game this week. And Louisville is a seven and a half point favorite and playing at Georgia Tech. So, Hammonds, you're going to go first tonight on your picks and your analysis. So, what do you have on the Louisville Georgia Tech game? Uh, you know, these are pretty two evenly matched teams from a year ago. Um, I think they finished with the same record in the ACC. They have not met each other since 2020. Um, they Tech's won the last two. There's a lot of new pieces on both of these teams. Um, you know, Louisville gets um, the plumber kid from Purdue, the transfer in. Um, you know, Georgia Tech has Haynes King as quarterback, um, former Texas A&M um, quarterback. So, this is my upset pick. I'm, now you can't I think I'm going to stuff at the end. <laughs> well, this is my upset pick. I'm just going to go ahead and give it out. Um, you know, both of them are, are working in new quarterbacks, new receivers. But I'm going to take the more experienced coach and Brent Key than I am uh, Coach Brown. I think he, it's going to take him some time. I think it's going to take Georgia Tech time, too. But I think, you know, you've seen what Georgia Tech did at the end of the year last year. They played really well at the end of the year, all except for so maybe taking, the Georgia game. So you're taking Georgia Tech in the game. It I'm is taking Georgia, Georgia Tech. Tech. No, it's, all right, it's, so in, take, it's in Atlanta, I think. It's Yeah. yeah. But so, Taylor, um, you are in Georgia, and you cover – and you do cover some stuff with – about Georgia Tech on your show and stuff sometimes, I think. So what's your opinion on this game? So I really liked what Georgia Tech did in terms of bringing back Brent Key, who was the interim head coach uh, after uh, Jeff Collins was fired, a guy that's really just lost the will of the fan base, lost the fan base's support, brought in some pretty good transfers, namely Haynes King at quarterback, and uh, Brett Seether and Dominic Blaylock from Georgia, actually, largely due to the fact that Buster Faulkner comes in, was one of the more highly touted assistants on Georgia's offensive staff, and Brent Key brought him on to be the offensive coordinator. So you're going to see a completely revamped, I think more physical Georgia Tech offense, um, but this is obviously Key's first game as the full-time head coach with Louisville also having um, – a new head coach there as well. So um, I think given what I, I think there's a lot up in the air a little bit here, but uh, I'm going to go with the yellow jackets to at least cover. I think, I think they might have some turnovers late or lose by a field goal, something like that. But I'm thinking the, I'm thinking the yellow jackets at least cover and you see a much more just energy back um, living in the state of Georgia, working, across the street from the Georgia Tech campus. Um, it just feels like everybody in Atlanta is a, a bulldog at this point. And I think uh, Brent Key can definitely be a guy that can um, maybe not supersede the bulldogs as the team in Georgia, but kind of bring some, some of the fan base out of the woodwork a little bit to, to be able to have some support for uh, the Yellow Jackets. 
I mean, I think he did a really good job after he took over as an interim last year. They went four and four down the stretch after he took them over. Um, I do like Brom. I think Brom's going to turn Louisville around. I'm just not so sure yet in the first game. So I'm with you, Taylor. I'm going to say that Georgia Tech at least covers the spread, you know, holds them within yeah. the seven and a half. Yeah. Um, so that's that's what I'm going to say on that one. Um, our next game we're going to go to is a Saturday. We'll start the Saturday slate of games. And I think this is one of the most interesting games of the week here. Um, you got Boise State going to Washington, and DraftKings has it as a minus 14 for Washington. And that's where I got all these from, by the way, is DraftKings Sportsbook, um, all the spreads. So, Hammonds, what's your thoughts on Boise State and Washington this week in week one? I think, you know, Washington has the better offense. Um, I think Boise State. Their defense is going to be really good this year, but I just don't think they have enough to to slow down Michael Penix, you know, and and uh, Washington. You know, they do have a really good quarterback. Boise State does, and Taylor Green, um, he's a dual threat quarterback. Um, I think he threw for over two thousand yards last year and fourteen touchdowns. Um, the, the the real question mark is, can they hang with Washington point for point? And I just don't think that's going to happen. So give me the um, – I think Washington covers this game. Washington has the better team in this one. So you're going to, you're going to take the points? Yeah. All right. So Hammonds is taking the points here. And and if you got a piece of paper, jot this down. That way I can uh, have this back when we uh, – when we do our show next week and kind of tally things up, kind of keep track this season, I think it'd be fun to do. So Taylor, what's, what's your, what's your take on this Boise state Washington game at minus 14? I think it's definitely, I'm going to agree with John here. I think we see the Huskies cover this one. Uh, It's not really talked about a lot, but they've got um, probably one of the best wide receiver tandems in the country, two guys, that both had over a thousand yards receiving with Michael Penix coming back. Absolutely. Uh, with the, uh, you have that combination going up against uh, Boise State, which I think's always kind of been seen as more of an offensive team in the Mountain West. So I think we kind of see uh, Penix put up some some pretty big numbers, and maybe maybe the Heisman finalist campaign kind of starts a little bit this week. So I got I got the Huskies covering pretty easily in this game. I mean, I think Boise State coming to town is a pretty big um, opening game for them. You know, uh, it's, a, it's a great chance for, like you said, for the Heisman candidacy to start this weekend. Um, I, I'm I'm going to follow suit, and I'm going to take Washington. I really like this Washington team. I really think they have a chance to win the Pac-12. So um, I'm going to give them the uh, – 14 points on this and say that they cover the spread on this one as well. All right. All right. So our next game we're going to talk about, these are all Saturday games until I, I mentioned the other one. 
but the next one's Colorado at TCU. Um, it is a minus 20 and a half. The TCU is favored in this game on DraftKings. Hammonds, this is uh, primetime Deion Sanders' first game as a FBS coach with Colorado. What do you say on this one? Well, this will be one of the most watched teams in college football this year as they bring prime time to Boulder, <laughs> Colorado. So, yeah. Um, you know, they got Shadur Sanders. Um, they got an influx of transfer guys. Um, one thing I will point out, after a one-win season, things couldn't get any worse. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, they're going to be better. But I just don't think they're going to be better this weekend. Um, I think – but I don't think TCU covers, though. I think Colorado um, – in that regard, they'll 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 keep it under the cover spread. I just think TCU, you know, they're fresh off the college football playoff. You know, they got Chandler Morris. Um, he started last year. Um, they got um, they got Kendall Browse taking over as the, the new OC. So there's a lot of there's a lot of changes at TCU, but I still don't think that Colorado is good enough to me to go to Fort Worth and beat TCU. So give me TCU, but I think. I think Colorado um, covers. So you're taking Colorado to cover. Yeah. All right. So we got prime time. Prime time. Did you <laughs> like that? Chris, Chris Berman. <laughs> Too legit to quit prime if you're old enough to remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always think of as Berman saying prime time. Whenever he'd have the ball and he'd be doing the highlights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So now that I got that out of the way, <laughs> Taylor, what do you think on this game? I think just the the lack of size and depth that Colorado is going to have with the hole that uh, primetime has to dig the roster out of initially is going to be something that is going to be too much to overcome pretty early on. Um, obviously, Travis Hunter's on the outside to really limit the passing game for TCU, at least on one side of the field. But when you're going to get – probably I would assume get knocked around in the trenches pretty pretty heavily. Like I think TCU can do, uh, I mean, as back as the pack, as the, not pack 12, as the big 12 champs, um, able to turn over the roster pretty well. And uh, on top of that, they also were able to um, bring back the guy that actually initially started the season for them. I think a lot of people think kind of forgot about that with how well. Yeah, Max I think most people forgot year. about that. But um, yeah. I think just influx of talent. And what they've been able to do, uh, Sonny Dykes, kind of more proven at the FBS level, as Utah missed a wide-open touchdown pass on a double pass. Um, they uh, – I, I just – it's it'll probably be, I think, pretty ugly in the trenches in this game. So, I think TCU covers in this one. Yeah, so I'm going to give you a little stat on Colorado. I've seen – I'm pretty sure they have 83 new – players on their roster yep i mean that's unheard of they they have they 53 players in the transfer portal 53 now that's an entire nfl roster right there yes yes that's an entire nfl roster they picked up now 
many of those guys are, are power five retreads that wasn't going to get playing time wherever they were. Uh, you know, so he still has a job to do as far as getting the talent in there that he's going to need. I'm picking TCU to cover this at home. I think, I think that's, um, I just feel like that's what's going to happen. I just don't think Colorado is ready for the prime time yet. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to shot. say. Hey, I had to, uh, I had to bring that. In. I had to bring that in there, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So the next game we're going to cover, guys, is this one's a little interesting. So UTSA is a one and a half point favorite at Houston, and I think what makes it so interesting is Houston is now a Big Twelve Power Five conference team, beginning this year. Um, and UTSA is favored at Houston. So, Hammonds, what do you think on this game? I'll tell you, ain't it ain't it funny that Houston is the underdog in their backyard? That's that's pretty uh, that's pretty telling. You know, they're breaking in a and new UTSA quarterback. UTSA has jumped conferences too. Well, and and they're breaking in a new quarterback, Donovan Smith, the Texas Tech transfer. Um, UTSA has a awesome quarterback in Frank Harris. And many people don't know that Frank Harris was close to retiring back in March and April. His, If you read up on his story a little bit, there, there's a story about it. He was close to quit, to, to leaving football altogether. And he come back for his final year to, to lead this team. So um, I think they was 11-3 and three in conference. No, they was 11-3 and three overall last year and 8-0 in conference. Um, they averaged 37 points a game, 14th in the country. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I like this UTSA team, and I really think that they they win this football game. And if we're going with the best bets, I think you, you take UTSA in this game. Um, I just – Houston's breaking You're in that a new quarterback. Huh? Well, Houston's breaking in a new quarterback um, into a new offense, and I just think that UTSA has a little bit more of the experience in this game. And and I'm going to take UTSA, and they will cover this spread. So there's two upsets tonight. There's that two is interesting. All right, Taylor, what do you think on this game? Well, I, I think when I look at this game, the main thing I focus on is kind of the difference in the coaching situations. Jeff Trailer's been a guy that's really kind of built this program up from where it was and uh, has them in a very uh, – about as successful as I think this program's ever been uh, from a football perspective. And Houston on the other end, Dana Holgerson's put some guys into the NFL, mainly uh, at Oliver, but um, it just seems a little bit stale right now for them. And I know that they're moving into and becoming a Power 5 team, so to speak. Um, but I just don't really see it as them as that yet. Uh, and I think UTSA will be uh, hungry and, and uh, ready to uh, kind of pull off the pull off the win here against Houston. So I got UTSA covering this game. All right. I mean, I, I wanted to add this to the list because it is very interesting to me to have UTSA favored at Houston. Um, with Houston, like I said, joining the Big 12 this year, 
and becoming a Power Five conference team. Um, but UTSA does have the offense and the coach and the consistency. You, Houston has been pretty good in the AAC. I'm just not confident that they're going to be able to take that at least this year and do and make any noise much in the Big 12. And gosh, I hate to go with you guys, but I, I really think UTSA is going to win this. And, and one and a half is not hard to cover if you win a game. So, <laughs> I mean, that's really not that difficult to cover to, if you're going to win. So I'll take them to cover as well. And that'd be a rough start for Houston, by the way. Definitely. All right. This is these are still Saturday games. So Saturday games, we have got California that is playing at North Texas. And California is a six and a half point favorite. And they're coming off of kind of a rough season out there. And North Texas fought in a bowl game and was just beaten like 35-32, I believe, um, and was like 7-6 and six or something like that last year. So, um, Hammonds, what do you think on this game? North Texas has some, has some dudes at running back. Um, I think they have one of the better lines in the AAC, and they got one of the best receiving corps in the country. Um, my biggest thing here is Cal is going through a whole new revamp. And I'm not so sure – where's this game at, North Texas? It's at North Texas, yep. I'm not sure Cal goes on the road and wins this game. Um, I think it'll be better. Um, you know, last year the offensive front was really inconsistent. Um, they got a good quarterback in Sam Jackson. So, um they done really good in the portal, but I think I'm going to take the experienced team here with North Texas. Um, I think they win this game. I, I just don't. Cal's so bringing in a whole new. Yeah, they're bringing in another whole new group, and I just think it's going to be difficult starting out. So, and I think right. Cal. I think it'll be the the cover, the spread cover. I think Cal covers. Now, wait a second. You said North Texas wins. Well, wait a minute. Yeah, I got confused on that one. They went out right if Texas does. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. All right. Taylor, what these do you spreads think? Are, these spreads are getting me mixed up, man. <laughs> I think it's 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 purely a situation of um, Power 5 versus G5. It, and this it doesn't really feel like one of those outliers type situations where you have a, a Boise State versus a Georgia or a Utah versus an Alabama that you kind of see around bowl season. Uh, so I think right. just just the, the talent and the depth, uh, maybe North Texas has a chance to s- sneak in a backdoor cover, I think. But I, I think this is a game you see Cal kind of just control the outcome throughout uh, compared to. All right. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I, here's what, you know, Cal has, 
a transfer quarterback from TCU, actually. He was the backup um, to Chad Morris there for a while. His name is Sam Jackson. He's a former four-star player. He's a sophomore. And they also have a brand-new offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. So they're putting in a new offense as well. And this is actually a positive thing for them because they were four and eight and pretty terrible last year. Yep. So, you know, it's actually a positive thing for California. I I do think that California is going to win this game, but I, I think it's going to be very close and I'm picking North Texas to cover. That's, that's where I'm at with this game. And Denton, I'm Texas. Really, I really didn't know what to pick on this game because we're we don't really we don't really cover California a lot and and you know it's no you know, the Pac twelve and I just I kind of no, wanted to don't. it's kind of a hit and miss game to be honest. Well, our next game we all should know a little bit more about. Our next game is South Carolina is playing North Carolina. It's actually in Charlotte. It's not, it's a um, neutral site game in Charlotte. And North Carolina is a two and a half point favorite in this game. And Hammonds, what, what's, what's your thoughts? This, so the college game day is going to be there for yeah. this one on Saturday. You got Spencer Rattler for North South Carolina. You got Drake May for, North Carolina, um, you know, Rattler. This is a headliner. Is, yeah, and, he, and, he, and he's having a new offensive coordinator to boot um, where there's a, a few holes on both sides of the ball. Um, I think this is going to be a challenge for North South Carolina, I mean, at least early in the year. Um, I'm, I'm just going to go with North Carolina. I think they, they cover this spread. I just I'm gonna take Drake May. I think he's the more consistent quarterback. Spencer Rattler, he can either kill you or or win win you a game. And you just don't know what to expect from him. And Drake May is what? The reigning ACC player of the year. So give me the most consistent quarterback. And I think I think he wins this game. But I will say this this will be a shootout. Both teams will move the football because both defenses, to me, will not stop one another. It's going to, it'll be sloppy in my opinion. Yeah. All right, Taylor, what do you think on this one? So I, I am, I don't want to say I'm all aboard the Shane Beamer hype train, but this is a team that they finished the year beating Tennessee and then Clemson in back-to-back games, including Clemson was in uh, was a road game which and ended ended the streak that I believe it was eight or nine games that Clemson had won. So this is a team that finished the year very strong. They had to play some tougher opponents early on in the year, uh, had some problems and inconsistency play calling wise on offense. But I think they at least solved for the Tennessee game. You put up 63 points. You can't really say anything bad about the offense. But um, I think we give I, – I understand how good Drake May is as a quarterback – it's a guy that's kind of single-handedly carried them to a lot of wins last year. But I think given the new offense, that kind of creates some miscues there to where the mental mistakes 
happen more uh, on the Toriel end of the stick than they do for the Gamecocks. And I think given the way that North Carolina tends to play in a lot of these one possession games, I think that decreases their margin for error a little bit too much. And so I'm going to, I'm going to go the Gamecocks to, to win this game outright. Okay. All right. So with me, the one thing about North Carolina that scares me plain and simple is their defense. Um, you know, they just have a hard time stopping anybody. But at the same time, when you look at South Carolina, they turned the ball over a lot, or they did at least for about eight games of last yeah, year. You mentioned that quite a bit in our pre in our post. Yeah, they turned the ball over a lot, and and that's alarming. And like John said, I mean, they're just not consistent. Um, I don't know. You know, this one's a tough one to pick. It really can go either way. I think this game can. I think but really between I'm me give and it you, to, I'm going to give it to North Carolina, I think. I think next to LSU and Florida State, this is probably the better game of the two. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I mean, not not the better game. I'm saying it's it's the next best game. Yeah. I think it's definitely up I'm there. I'm going to go ahead and take North Carolina in this game and take the points. All right. Some Midwest action up next. All right. Yes, sir. I was trying. Yeah, I was trying to get the, the other one to come up. So this one we got Toledo at Illinois, and Illinois is a nine and a half point favorite. Ammons, what do you think on this game? Big Ten. I don't don't like that line. I don't like that line. And and I tell you why. Yeah, Jason Candle. Jason Candle hasn't had a losing season at this program, and he returns. Junior Jaquan Finn, he's talented. He's a dual-threat quarterback. Um, Jaquan Newton, they bring back Jacquez Stewart, the running back. Um, Their defense last year was best in the MAC. This is a game, if I'm Illinois, I don't sleep on because you might wake up with an upset Sunday morning because, you know, Toledo is a very talented team. The Rockets, I think, are explosive. You know, they got a chip on their shoulder. They're they're having high expectations this year to me. And, and they're wanting to prove that they belong in our five with, with the team that they got this year. So, I don't want the points. I'm going to give you this. <laughs> Toledo is going to be – Drinking wine coming out of that stadium Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening, whenever it is. They're going to be pouring champagne bottles. I I got my my second upset pick of the night. I don't like this game. I don't like the line. I don't like this game. It's too too high. All right. Taylor Bell, what do you got on this game? 
Go Rockets. I think uh, we we see <laughs> the identity of Brett Bielema really uh, be a showcase of just the physicality. And I think this is a game that th- what, what this game screams to me is this is that thing that everybody gets the alert on their phone for with Illinois caught in a tight one with Toledo at like halftime or something where it's real close. And then at the, by the time you've like finished watching the game, you're actually interested in it, And then you flip it over to that game. There's been like two or three drives and Illinois like stretched out the lead. And you're like, why did I, why did I get this phone notification? Because I think that's just kind of what they're grounding <laughs> attack. They'll, they'll kind of just wear teams right. down over the course of the game and then pull away. So, um, they do lose Devin Witherspoon uh, to the NFL draft, along with uh, Brown, the, the the running back as well. But I think just what Bielema is going to be able to do, and I think add some consistency to a, a pretty uh, underrated program, I think, in the Big Ten, Big Ten West. So Illinois covers this one. All right. So, you know, I really do like this Toledo team. I think they have a real good chance of winning the MAC, and the MAC is no joke of a con- of a conference. I really do like this Toledo team. Uh, they have a great offense. They got a quarterback that's thrown for a ton of yards, and I just can't get to where I think they're going. For a complete game, going to be able to hang in with the ground and pound that Illinois is going to do. Um, that that's that's my thing. I mean, you got a Big Ten team coming in, and Illinois is at least mid-pack Big Ten team. I mean, they're not a terrible team. They're at least mid-pack. Um, so I'm going to take Illinois to cover in this game, even though there is a part of me that says. Toledo will cover. But I think I'm going to take Illinois. All right. And take the points. All right. So our second to last Saturday game, I think this game is kind of interesting as well. Coastal Carolina goes out to L.A. to play UCLA. UCLA is a 14-and-a-half point favorite today. Um, at, on DraftKings, and Chip Kelly has decided not to go with the freshman, the five-star freshman at quarterback this week. So he's kind of taking the, uh, you know, safe of trying to do the safe approach, I think, with this game in game one. Um, but the uh, freshman phenom is not is not starting. So Hammonds, what do you think? You know they bring back Grayson McCall. You know the Chanteliers are returning talent at pretty much every position. And like I said, they have one of the better quarterbacks in the country. UCLA's biggest question mark to me is at quarterback. Um, they lost a lot of a lot of you know, players from last year, Bruins. And UCLA does not have a great defense. But with that said, I think UCLA um, wins this game, but I think Coastal Carolina scores enough to, to at least cover. 
I just right. my biggest my biggest concern is UCLA's quarterback play. It, it need, it's going to it, it's a question mark. Yeah, to say the least, I think. Taylor, what's your take on this game? So you have Grayson McCall, multi-year starter for Coastal Carolina, and then uh, I can't even remember his name, but you don't have DTR anymore at uh, quarterback mm-hmm. for UCLA. So no, um, yeah, I think you see. I think this is this is I think the shootout of the weekend, along with UNC SC. So um, I actually think, given what McCall's proven as a quarterback, what uh, Coastal Carolina has able been able to do. I mean, impressive increase in the trajectory of their program. I think they, I think they covered this one. This is a very uh, friendly spread for them, um, and this very well, I think, could be a one possession game with, I think, plen- plenty of explosive plays to go around in this game. You know, that's kind of where I'm leaning, guys, because Coastal Carolina's got a really, really good offense. Now they are breaking in a new offensive or a new coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their 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 coach left, so they got. Uh, yeah, they they uh, they got. Is it Wake or NC State's offensive coordinator? One of them. It was either Wake or NC State's offensive coordinator went there. Um, But so they're breaking in a new coach. So I think that is going to make a difference. But I'm not real big on this UCLA team. They like I said, they do have a freshman phenom, um, Dante something starts with an M. I can't remember now. Um, what his last name is, but um, he is not starting in this game. So I think Coastal Carolina is going to cover this spread. I think that's just way too high of a spread in this game. So I'm going to go with you guys on that one as well. Right. And then our last Saturday game, unless we do a couple of bonus ones here at the end, but our last Saturday game we're going to talk about this one. You know, West Virginia is going to Penn State and Happy Valley, and this spread seems a little low to me. I, and I don't, you know, maybe you guys think different. So it's 20 and a half Penn State in Happy Valley um, against West Virginia. Hammonds, what do you think about this game? And is there a chance well, that West Virginia has in this game? Do they have a chance to cover? I think, you know, both teams return some of the key studs at running back. There's question marks over both quarterbacks. Um, you know, Drew Allar will be under – I think he'll be under a lot of pressure trying to relieve Sean Clifford for this year. Um, and we we don't even know who the starting quarterback is for the Mountaineers. I don't even think they've even uh, – They haven't. Haven't even posted it yet. So – I, I think Penn State wins this game on the back of their defense. I think they win on their defense. Um, I'm not so sure Penn State's going to kill you with 38, 45 points. That's just not Penn State. But at the same time, I think they win with their defense. So, 
Do they cover I think the they, spread? I think I think they cover it. Yes. All right. I'm Taylor. gonna have to. I'm gonna have to agree with John there. I but this is. The classic, uh, I have no idea how Neil Brown kept his job heading into this year. Um, I don't really think I've seen anything (laughs) that warranted him keeping his job. And uh, this is a Penn State team that um, could finish second in the Big Ten East. I think either one of the Ohio State or Michigan, they could. there's a very good chance they could beat one of those teams. And obviously it's a very top-heavy division there. But – you have Drew Alar at quarterback, who is um, every Penn, Penn State guy that I've ever that I've talked to has been screaming for them to start Drew Alar over Sean Clifford for uh, ever since he set foot on campus. Just with uh, big time arm talent, he he's probably going to take better care of the ball than Sean Clifford would. Um, you bring back Manny Diaz as the defensive coordinator at Penn State was did a really great job. Last year had a lot of those top teams on the ropes, and I think they kind of uh, make their presence known as one of the the better defenses of the country. So uh, I'm going to go with the Nittany Lions to uh, cover the 20-and-a-half-point spread. Yeah, you know, I I actually kind of think the spread's kind of low on this myself, but I do have to say something. So everybody's uh, perception of – of Neil Brown is that he's done a terrible job. He's only three games under 500. He's like 22 and 25 or something like that. Um, well, and two, there's been a couple of games that's not went his way late in the game. It's not like he's it's not like he has just trashed, you know, trashed seasons out or anything. He's only three games under 500. Four years in, I think he's coached four, three or four. I can't remember now if this is his fourth year or fifth year. But anyways, I'm taking Penn State to cover in this game. It's in Happy Valley. They're going to be going crazy. I think Penn State, like Taylor said, actually has a chance to maybe knock off one of the Michigan or or Ohio State this year and have a chance to be in maybe a tiebreaker to see what happens. Um, and, you know, know so, and, I mean, and, and you're sitting at home on Saturday night and it's regular. You're you're just sitting there eating your chips, drinking your pop, and you got the whiteout. There's nothing. It's, it's college football. <laughs> it seems yep, like every absolutely. single year – it seems like every single year – Penn State is is the the nightcap every single year seems like. Yep. Yeah, and so you know I'm actually taking them to cover this spread. Um, I I think I don't know. I just feel like that's a pretty good one, it's a pretty easy one to pick. I guess I should say. All right, so then we're going to move to a Sunday night game. And this might be the game of the week. Um, and so we have LSU, who is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Florida State in Orlando. It is technically not a home game, but it is considered a Florida State home game, even though it is played in Orlando. 
So, Hammonds, what do you think about this? Man, uh, this is, you know, you got Jordan Travis, you got um, Jaden Daniels. This is going to be a really, really, really fun game. And last year it came down to the defenses, which I think this year LSU is without Mason Smith because of some kind of, I don't know, some illegal benefit or something. I don't know the whole situation behind it. But, you know, Florida State has a really good run game. Um, Jordan Travis can do it all. They got a six-foot-seven matchup nightmare in Johnny Wilson. Um, you know, LSU has Malik Neighbors. Um, I think, to me, the LSU defensive front will be the difference in this one. I, but I think the scoring will be a lot more this year than it was a year ago. Last year, they were just kind of trying to adapt and sit, fill each other out. You know, Brian Kelly was in his first year, you know, and at the same time, you know, we're – what happened to Brad? I didn't. I don't know. He just exited out on that one. But I, I kind of, uh, I, I pretty much agree with you there. Uh, I think LSU wins this game pretty handedly. Actually, mm -hmm. I, I think it's just going to take time from what FSU had defensively last year. You do bring in Pat Sertain mm -hmm. senior to be the new DB coach, but I, I think the the way that they gave up so many explosive plays last year, you have Harold Perkins now playing full-time for LSU. Last year he was still learning the defense at that point in the season in game one last year. Um, you have just a coaching staff and – Death Valley that has a better feel for their players. Um, I think Perkins is probably going to be able to, now that he's playing off-ball linebacker, I, I want to see him be able to cover Jaheim Bell pretty well in this mm -hmm. game. And uh, I think Malik Neighbors on the other end is just too explosive. And I also – I don't see LSU muffing multiple punts and turning the ball over in, in the red zone to Florida State in order to – No, not, not, not this time around. around. So uh, I'm going to go with the uh, – my, my actually my pick to win the SEC West again this year, the LSU Tigers. My spread – I didn't – I forgot to do it. Brad kind of lagged out of it. I don't know what happened to Brad. <laughs> what happened to you, Brad? Yeah, I don't know either. To be, I was trying but, to answer that private chat, and it just lagged yeah, out. I got, I got kind of – I got kind of – I got kind of tongue-tied, and then you just kind of – but my spread, this spread is as close as you can get with the with with this game, and I, I think I'm going to just keep it. I think LSU wins. I think they cover, um, or well, I think they went out right. I should say. I just, it's not really going to matter in the great scheme of things because FSU has a bigger game okay. in three. I think two or three weeks against Clemson. So, but I still think it hurts them though if they lose both of those. So I feel like they need to at least win one of those. At least split. If, if they lose both of those, they're out of the they're out of playoff contention. So they yeah, got at least pretty much it's pretty much over. Yeah, yeah, they got to at least win. I I think it's probably be yeah. LSU would be preferred because they'll probably get a rematch against Clemson in the ACC title game. Would be my guess if 
all goes according to plan, which it's called football, so we know it won't, but you still got to kind of have the assumptions there back of your mind. Well, so for me on this game, guys, so I was all going to be picking LSU, and then, of course, Mason Smith's out. They got a running back out. Um, It kind of concerns me, but I'm going to stick with my guns. I think LSU avenges that loss last year, um, and I think they're going to cover the two and a half. That's that's what I think. Um, so then our last one's Monday night. Monday night game on Labor Day this this Monday night is Clemson is minus thirteen favored at. Duke in the ACC. John, what do you think about this game? I like Clemson. I um, think, you know, Duke finished, what, 9-4 and four last year, their first winning season since 18. Mike Elko is a really good coach. You know, they're, they're trying to take a step forward in year two. And they bring back quite a few starters on offense. Clemson is just a team that has a lot of high expectations this year, I think. And, well, it's no different any other year. But I feel like from the last two or three years, this feels like a bigger year for Clemson. You know, Klubnik, he was solid last year, especially against North Carolina. But he did struggle a little bit against Tennessee. Um, I think Club Nick wins with his arm Monday night. I think I think Duke could hit some big plays, especially with Riley Leonard. You know, they, they brought back Calhoun and Moore, a couple of the receiving threats. This this place is gonna be jumping. This is in Durham. Um, it's probably one of their biggest games of the year that they've had in quite a while. So they're gonna be excited about this game. But I'm not real sure Clemson um covers this game. I think Duke. I think Duke. I guess you could say covers. Yeah. So uh, covers the thirteen. Yeah, I, I think um, just with the revamped offense and the talent gap between these two teams, I think that alone, I don't think Clemson really has to show too much in order to overcome this thirteen-point spread. Um, I think seeing some. The big thing is seeing more from the receiving core. Uh, from Clemson that seems to have taken a drop off from the days of T Higgins and um, Justin Ross, all those guys. Um, But I think with what um, Clemson's able to do with this new offense, I don't think it's anything like game breaking, but Mm -hmm. I think that defense is going to be something that's pretty consistently there with the retention rate that Clemson's able to have with their top defensive Mm -hmm. talent. So I think Clemson's going to be able to cover the spread. Yep. I do too. There's Brad again. <laughs> okay. So I'm trying to answer in the private chat with Taylor. And well, it's me out. He, he just said, let's just end with LSU and Florida State's what he said. I, I know I've been trying to answer, but every time I click, the thing to answer, it takes me out. 
<laughs> yeah, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be clicking it. I don't it no understand more. why. <laughs> I have no idea, but every time I've clicked it, it's taken me out. All right. So Clemson and Duke is 13 points. I think that Clemson probably covers in this game. I do like this Duke team. They have a good quarterback. They had a good record last year. I think that they will probably keep this game close most of the game at home. But I think in the fourth quarter that Duke wins by two touchdowns. So I'm going to take them to cover. You mean Clemson wins by two touchdowns? I mean Clemson wins by two touchdowns. So that's yeah, you said Duke. Clemson yeah. <laughs> wins by touchdowns. Yeah, you don't want to make no, the Clemson for man. <laughs> hey Jay, All he right. didn't mean it. <laughs> All right, so now we've got a couple of special things that we're going to bring you each week. We're going each one of them. So we get one pick, one game. John, you've already mentioned I've a already couple. Done, I've, already, I've already done What's going to be so. like your lock for an upset? My lock? UTSA and Houston. No, not your lock. Your upset. What's going to be your upset? Oh, my upset. Um, Toledo, Illinois. That's my upset. Okay. I'm sticking with it. What you got, Taylor? I, I got uh, as my as my uh, upset. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the South Carolina Gamecocks, and with my lock, I'm gonna go with the LSU Tigers to win by I'm gonna say at least two touchdowns on Sunday. So feeling very confident in, in Brian Kelly and his staff. All right, so upset. Um, I really, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go with my lock first. My lock of the week, I'm picking Rutgers at home. They're six-and-a-half-point favorite over Northwestern. I'm picking Rutgers to win by more than a touchdown at home over Northwestern. I'm picking that as my lock of the week. And my upset, I don't know, man. I just – I'm having – a hard time picking an upset to be honest with you. Um, my lock of the week is Alabama over Middle Tennessee by 26 plus. Twenty-six. I think it's twenty-six, something like is that. Is that what the spread is? Yeah, I think Alabama goes over that. Yeah. Okay. Because I really don't have any others that I really want to.
I'm trying to look real quick on the upset. So give me just one second. We got Louisville seven and a half, Washington fourteen and a half, TCU twenty and a half, UTSA one and a half, Cal six and a half. UNC. Why don't you go, why don't you go with the Louisville pick since he was he was dying to go that way? Okay. We'll see. Is that word over there? Because you was talking about it earlier, you was like, I, I got because I already picked Georgia Tech. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you oh. did. Yeah, man, I'm struggling with uh, with one because I well, already Louisville picked is seven and some, a half. So if you so, pick Tech, then if you pick Tech, then you're picking your upset. I don't know. So in my thing. I'll take Coastal Carolina, I guess, over UCLA. I did pick them to cover. So in my upset of the week, I think I'll take Coastal Carolina. Um, I at least picked them to cover in that game. So I think they have a pretty good chance to at least cover, but I can't really pick the Louisville game because I picked Georgia Tech. So, you know, all right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the show and enjoyed our picks. We will come back next week and we will tell you if our locks won, if our upsets way, won. Um, Try to kind of Graham keep a Mertz, tally this week, this year. Graham Mertz just threw an interception and Utah's about to score. Florida is fixing to get blown out of the stadium. It was 17 3 at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking jinx, John. You can't jinx it. was 17-3 at halftime. <laughs> That's so, clocking zero. <laughs> our next show for everybody here. <laughs> our next show is going to be Sunday, and we will be doing our college game day wrap-up, weekend wrap-up show. So we hope you guys will join us. We will talk about all this action that has happened um, some tonight, um, Friday, Saturday. It won't be a complete wrap-up because there is a game Sunday night, LSU, FSU, and then the Clemson-Duke game is on Monday night this week. So I'll it be won't back. be a complete wrap-up. We'll have a couple of games left to, to talk about. I'll be back Tuesday yeah, with the our next. Show. Uh, covers is Sunday. That's our normal normal days, so we're just going to keep it on a normal day um, on Sunday for our College Sportscast Weekend Wrap-Up Show. We hope you guys enjoyed this. We'll be bringing you um, these game day pick'ems each Thursday. Taylor is agreed to be on with us on Thursdays to do our game day pick'ems this year, so we're happy to have Taylor Bell with us. Um, for doing these pickums 
each Even week. Even though he's a Georgia fan. 12 games or so, and we'll do the upset of the week. We'll do the upset of the week and the lock of the week. And we will have a little fun and keep a tally along the way. Yeah, back to back ones at that. Yeah, I can't. I can't really. Uh, I can't really say much right? at this point. Well, you, you just gotta wait till you like, guys pull off the three peat, man. I don't know. Just just hold it off till January for basketball season. You'll have yeah. it taken care of. That's that's all. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. All right, guys, thank you for watching our game day. See you on Sunday at 3 o'clock.